Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 217 of the Lake Erie Currents podcast. Uh, We hope that you're all doing well. We're happy to be here with you. But before we get started, I would like to share a little something for you to set the tone, set the mood, if you will, uh, for what we're going to be enjoying. Uh, If you are concerned with the level of depravity in the world, I am here to bring you more of the same. We are here to bring you more of the same. Please enjoy this. Oh, God. No idea. It's really quiet, the audio. I, I, I already know. I've seen, I've seen this on TikTok. Listen, if you have, this is a shit lib move. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to carry on. This is loud as I can get this son of a bitch, but the lady made big goods with her yeast infection. Okay. Man-made horrors beyond your comprehension. I'm going to carry on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Um, making pastries out of your yeast infection and causing oral thrush for yourself and your husband. This is a shit lib move. Um, we there. I have hope for humanity, but my hope is that people like this stop having children and stop making people. Um, then she was like, uh, "For the, I know that the audio might be a little bit low." doing the best we can with the equipment we have here if you want to help out you can get on the patreon but she said that she's made pastry with her breast milk before uh the last time i had breast milk was when i was born okay and that's where it should end okay after that we switch the formula and we move on and we start eating mushy peas mushy carrots and upgrade ourselves to the five-layer burrito. Okay, that's how we work here. Um, welcome to Man-Made Horrors Beyond Your Comprehension, and welcome to the show. Uh, we're happy to have you once again. Uh, it's um, it's a wild time to be alive. Uh, we're happy though that you're here to uh, to meet with us and have a chat. The next thing that we're going to talk about, Christopher and I have gotten ourselves a copy of the 2024 presidential greatness project expert survey produced by doctors brandon rottinghouse from the university of houston and justin c vaughn coastal carolina university okay you're not going to agree with any of these if you've been with us the, the five and a half of you that have been sticking with us for over four years you're not going to agree 
with any of these. Christopher and I got a hold of this and immediately we're like, you must be out of your fucking mind. There's no way. There's just no way. Like, there's no. Honestly, like, all of the respondents must have been shit libs. 100%. (laughs) Like, it's the only thing. They were all California shit libs. Every single one of them. It's bad. It's bad. So, here we go. Now, mind you, people shit on George Washington because he owned slaves. All this neighbor, I know all of that. I know all of it. And all of it is true. And all of it is abhorrent. You're absolutely right. However, big however, there is no United States of America without George Washington. Period. Period. And despite the fact what he did with the Whiskey Rebellion, I understand the anarchist argument, the libertarian argument. I get it. I still think that he is probably one of the best that you ever had. Um, and the idea that he was flawed, we're talking about men in positions of power. Of course, he's fucking flawed. All right. All right. But let's try to get through this. <clears throat> I want to start at the at, with the worst of them okay donald john trump no surprise here is ranked as the worst president in the history of the republic okay (laughs) that's just like like i'm no trump fan but that that is laughable truly consider him to be the worst like truly laughable like not even not even top five worst not even not even close bad Oh yeah, I mean they're all bad, um, but I mean, come on, neighbor, this is this is retarded. James Buchanan in forty fourth place, President Johnson, and not Lyndon Johnson, okay, Andrew Johnson, the man who filled Lincoln's shoes, whom you notice is not anywhere near the bottom of this list. Forty third place, Franklin Pierce in forty second, William Henry Harrison at forty one. James Harding at 40, Millard Fillmore at 39. Nobody knows who he is, okay? Nixon is at 35th place. Calvin Coolidge at 34. Chester A. Arthur, the 33rd president of the United States, once again, somebody nobody knows anything about, okay? 33rd place. George W. Bush, that's a surprise, too, because at one point in time in his presidency, he had a 90% approval rating a year before he was booted out of office. What war can do for your numbers, neighbors? William Henry Harrison, once again, up here. Garfield, 30th. Rutherford B. Hayes at 29th place. Okay. Martin Van Buren at 28th. Gerald R. Ford, 27th. This one... I. I guess he would be in the middle of the pack. He really didn't do anything. He wasn't voted in by anybody. He took over for Nixon, um, whatever. Grover Cleveland, 26. James K. Polk, 25. William McKinley, 24th, from Ohio. Mr. Taft, also from Ohio. Do you know that he couldn't fit into the bathtub in the White House? That was a big thing back then. He was too fat for the, for the bathtub. He had to have a custom bathtub. Well, I mean, when you're the boss, you get the tub. Um, Jimmy Carter, he is up four points from the last index, moving to 22nd place. I guess, you know what's happening is people forgot about the Iran hostage crisis. That's what's happening with that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, pe- people aren't studying history. That, that's 
<laughs> That's what's wrong. And you know what the thing is? I'm going to come out and say it. As a human being, I believe James Carter to be a decent man. As a president, he is a laughable failure. Period. I'm sorry. He is a decent man. He does Habitat for Humanity. He was a Sunday school teacher. Like, he's a good guy. But a president, I'm sorry. He was just very, very bad. No good. Um, Andrew Jackson is down 12 points. I guess the shit lives got a hold of the history books on him. Um, well, he, he killed a lot of Indians. A lot of them killed a lot of fucking Indians. That's kind of what they did for 400 fucking years. Yeah, um, yeah. I wasn't there. Sorry. John Quincy Adams is up two points. I wonder what influenced that. Um, maybe they watched Amistad. Who knows? They're like, oh, he's actually a pretty good guy. You'd be surprised. Culture will affect these numbers, folks. I hate to tell you. George H.W. Bush down two. Okay. So James Monroe, one of our found one, I mean one of our revolutionary heroes in 18, up two. Um, Ulysses S. Grant up nine. He was a fucking really not so good president, very corrupt, um, extremely corrupt. Ronald Wilson Reagan, not the greatest. Okay. Boom. Machine gun banning Reagan. Fuck you. Reaganomics. Reaganomics, also not a good idea. Peeing on my leg and telling me it's raining. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's just not going to work out. This one right here, I, I am absolutely beside myself. Woodrow Wilson in the top 15. He, he gets a top three worst presidents in history, in my opinion. Not even close. Yeah, top three for sure. Easily, like top three. Okay. Joe Biden, who doesn't know where he is and has dementia, is in 14th place. <laughs> he gets wrangled by the Easter Bunny. Yeah, the Easter Bunny should be in first place. Um, yeah, yeah. This is ridiculous here. And to Chris's point, this is a shit lib list, 100%. Because you'll see why here in a minute, for those of you um, who aren't following along. John Adams, a revolutionary president, probably one of the smartest founding fathers out of the entire group, regardless of whether you disagree with him or agree with him, I would put him in the top five best. He's in 13th place. Um, William Jefferson Clinton is down four points and moved to 12th place. Um, you know, despite the body count at Ruby Ridge or at Waco or the scandals, um, the NATO bombing over there in Eastern hey, he Europe. Had, hey, he had Janet Reno to blame that shit on. <laughs> That's true. He did have a fall guy, and I mean guy, because Janet, yeah. Janet Reno <laughs> and her penis. Janet Reno yeah. and her penis. <sighs> James Madison, who is responsible for the inclusion of the Bill of Rights into the Constitution, arguably saved all of us. Because if you think it's bad now, imagine if they weren't new enumerated. Okay, I want you to consider that for just one second. Putting that man in 11th place is a disgrace. Okay, he also helped um, rally the troops to help fight the British during the War of 1812. Okay, it just it just hit me how bad nine and ten are to put nine above ten too. <sighs> and what is Christopher referring to? Uh, President Kennedy, who was murdered by the CIA. Uh, is up four points in a 10th place. His successor, who is culpable in his murder, is ranked above him. And, and, and also dragging out the Vietnam War longer than what it needed to go. Bingo. And they, ranked, and they ranked him above 
They ranked him above Kennedy. <laughs> Unfucking believable. That is unreal. Unbelievable. President General Eisenhower in eighth place. I think Ike has a lot of appeal across the board. I mean, he practically ran uncontested. Everybody liked him. He's Supreme Commander of the Allied Forces of the West in the Second World War. Overall, seemed to be a pretty decent guy. I know a lot of Southerners are not going to like the fact that he put the 82nd Airborne into Little Rock and said, black kids can go to white schools, not get the fuck off, but whatever. You know, whatever. Um, Let's move up. Barack Hussein Obama in seventh place, up nine points in approval. I know why that number is so large, because in comparison to uh, Mr. Trump and his vice president, who is now the non-compass mentis in the White House, that is easy to move up a lot. And like I said on this show last week or the week before, I forget when, Barack Obama, I don't agree with 99% of his policies, but that man is very intelligent. He is an articulate individual. He knows how to deliver a message, a great speech guy, and he knew how to motivate his base. Master manipulator. I mean, Christopher's putting it more bluntly, but he's not wrong. (laughs) Master manipulator. And and, and the left deify him. Just just like the the, the pro-Trump people deify Trump. Mm-hmm. You know, the other end of that pendulum swing is is the left that deify Obama. Like, he was the greatest president that ever existed. As if he wasn't George W. Bush 2.0. Like, he literally did, took all of his policies and then ramped them up. <laughs> you like, drone, drone kills? Shit, I'm going to get more. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he changed tactics as far as not many troops on the ground. And he ramped up the um, he, the drone he, the, the he kill modern, list. I was gonna say he modernized warfare a little bit more. Uh, and that's a great way boot, to put it. Instead of boots on the ground, it was drones in the sky. That's a great way to put it. I I, I can't agree with you more. It's an excellent way to put it, and it's true. Um, it, he also it was, it was the logical conclusion to George W. Bush's policy with technology catching up. That's a good point. Not to mention, let's not forget, I did a deep dive over the um, the last couple of days on the rise of ISIS. I mean, this is a man who called them the JV team and grossly underestimated just what a force he was dealing with to the point that us, the Turks, the Russians, and, and even, the, even the fucking Iranians hate these people. We all had to beat the shit out of, out of ISIS to kind of put them back in the bottle. But if you all if you all recall, go ahead and look at the reporting from back then. They were chopping people's heads off and putting they owned a city called Raqqa in Syria. They owned territory, I believe, as big as um, was it um, not not all of New England, but Massachusetts and Vermont put together. They and, and it was an oil rich territory. I mean, let's face it, it's probably why they got a response once they hit the oil fields. It's like, well, now you fucked around a little too much. Uh, but they were crucifying people in public. This was, if there was a bad guy, I would definitely say those guys are the bad guys. So we should probably do something about it. No, Obama called them the JV team. He completely fucking dropped the ball on that one. They were, uh, ISIS was, I don't know, what was it, 30 miles outside of Baghdad? Can you imagine if they take over an entire fucking state and the entire apparatus? That ain't the JV team, neighbor. That is a top-seeded contender. Okay, and should have been taken seriously. He fucked that one up. But hey, he passed Obamacare, so whatever. Um, Harry Truman, uh, the atomic bomb guy, um, 
sixth place. Boy, has history been kind to him because when he left, he was at a 25% approval rating. It's amazing, man. Amnesia, political amnesia is powerful. Right. Thomas Jefferson, uh, fifth place. I'm surprised he made it on there um, because of the whole slavery issue. Um, and he did fuck his slaves. I mean, morally, not the greatest person. Um, it's interesting to take your cues on liberty from someone who was an expert at fucking his slaves. But great ideas, bad on the application, Tom. Sorry. Um, but he's in fifth place, even though they're tearing down his statues all over the place. Again, one of these revolutionary presidents and revolutionary thinkers, and he was a hell of a writer. I disagree with Mr. Vonnegut, who said that they were bum poets. I disagree with that. I think Jefferson was an extremely intelligent individual. Um, too much of a Francophile for me. Him and Ben Franklin love sucking the dick of the French. Um, I'm not much of a Francophile. Um not into fucking perfumes and shitting in corners of the Palace of Versailles, but whatever. Um, fourth place, Teddy Roosevelt. Uh, TR, well, what are we going to say? Big game hunting, Panama Canal. But one thing he did do, and our mutual friend Brian S., he made this point, and he's right, uh, the National Park System. Um, I am grateful for that. Definitely grateful for that. National parks, uh, I've been to not not as many as, as some of you, but I've been to quite a few, and I am grateful for the national parks. Um, I, and those of you that are able to travel to Zion National Park and go out to the, what is it, the one, um, uh, Yosemite, um, Glacier. Uh, I think Brian went to Glacier. Uh, Brian, that used to come onto the show all the time, he he went out to Glacier Park. Like I've, I, I'm, that's good. Okay, if we're gonna do anything and preserve nature, great. I just think it's funny from the guy who'd love to shoot fucking elephants and tigers and lions. He's like, oh, we need to preserve nature. Bang! <laughs> Another trophy. We need to preserve nature so that I can murder it. <laughs> right. Number three. Um, this the the fact I'm gonna I'm gonna um, link up with Christopher's comment. The fact that the next two people are above this man. Uh, is um, an affront to God and all everything on the universe. Right. Washington, um, Washington. Six foot 20 weighs a fucking, fucking ton. ton. <laughs> spread, spread, spread Delaware. Delaware. He's, He's coming. coming. He's, He's coming. coming. He's coming. <laughs> if you guys don't know, look it up. He's in third place. Down one. Um, it, this is a disgrace. Uh, to American history and uh, the legacy of the revolution and our heroes. Uh, what a disgrace. Again, what a risky rebellion and slavery. I, I read the books, neighbor, I know. He fucked up a lot. So did the next two, okay? More than <laughs> yeah. Mr. Washington, okay? Yeah. Let's get started with the second place. Uh, someone who threw Americans into internment camps without trial, okay? Which is Franklin Delano Roosevelt, okay? Mm -hmm. He also broke with Mr. Washington's tradition. It was such a respect for the legacy of George Washington that nobody thought to violate it by running for more than two terms. They're like, Mr. Washington didn't do that. He set the standard. We're all going to follow it. This wheelchair-bound, upper-class faggot said, fuck you. I'm going to do what I want. And he ran for what? He was in office for 12 years. Um, he died shortly after re-election. Right before the Second World War uh, wound down. It said, polio legs be damned. <laughs> Do you know how many millions of Americans had no idea the propaganda machine was so powerful people didn't know that FDR was wheelchair bound? They didn't know that because he had people pr literally prop him up. 
he was literally propped up because he didn't want to look weak. Um, whatever. Uh, I guess it worked. He's uh, a commie sympathizer, fucking dictator piece of shit. Commie sympathizer, indeed. <laughs> God in heaven. Speaking of commie sympathizer, the number one person on the list, um, and I'm sure if those of you are keeping count, they're like, we haven't mentioned the one guy. Yep, we're about to mention him. He received a uh, letter from Karl Marx uh, back in the day. Um, Mr. Abraham Lincoln. Mr. Abraham Lincoln is put into first place. Now, I'm trying. The obvious answer to the reason why this guy <clears throat> is pulled so high, I believe, is because, oh, well, he preserved the Union and ended slavery. Well, he definitely did preserve the Union. I would argue that slavery on paper was eliminated, but really wasn't eliminated till Jim Crow had to fuck off. I also would remind the listener and the viewer that slavery, elimination of slavery, was a distant second to the preservation of the Union at all costs and the supremacy of the federal government. Why do we say that? I'm going to give you an example. For those of you who are not aware of the, um, the geography of the United States of America, our capital was named after the third place in this list, Mr. Washington, is situated between two states, Maryland and Virginia. I hate to tell people they don't know this. Maryland is a southern state. Okay? Up until the end of the Civil War, it's a southern fucking state. Okay? It was one of the Union states that was allowed to continue the practice of slavery during the Civil War and why? because of its geographical importance. Because if you let it go, you're surrounded by Virginia and you're surrounded by Maryland. So there's that. Let's not forget also that Mr. Lincoln was really draconian when it came to the suspension of habeas corpus, when it came to the suspension of the freedom of the press and reporting on the war, okay? He's not a good guy, all right? He's not a good guy. The problem in this country, and I'm afraid that the shit libs and the revisionists are able to win, or the, or the revisionists lose, excuse me, is because Lincoln and slavery are so, have been, have been stitched together since um, April of 1865, okay? that it's almost impossible to unweave the web of lies that are around his mythos because he's almost a Christ figure, which is blasphemous to begin with, uh, the comparison between the two of them, uh, because Jesus was murdered by the government. This man was murdered by an actor, um, <laughs> you know, John Wilkes Booth. Um, Six Semper Tyrannus, ever thus the tyrants. Um, he is deified in a way in this country that it's hard to explain. He is he has a, he has a Christ like um, reputation, like he is a martyr for the cause. If you were going to use that example, one of the most fitting ones would be John Brown. Okay, and this is before the Civil War. Um, he, I believe, John Brown was from Ohio. Uh, the Brown uh, the Brown Mansion was here in uh, in Akron. Uh, he, I think Brown Street is named after him, too. He was trying to lead a slave rebellion at Harper's Ferry 
at the time of the state of Virginia, Commonwealth of Virginia, was caught. And I think it was Robert E. Lee and Stonewall Jackson who presided over his hanging for treason when they were still members of the Union Army, uh, the United States Army. Um, that is a he has much more. He died for the cause of freeing people, you know, regardless of what you think of you know, the motive or, or whatever. It doesn't matter. But Lincoln being a Christ like figure, that is deliberate. And I remember when uh, when Barack uh, won election and they interviewed him on 60 Minutes and they asked him, like, how are you preparing for the job? And he's like, well, I'm reading a lot of Lincoln. Well, do you think it's because he lived in Illinois and um, Abraham got his law degree in Illinois or lived in Illinois? Well, no, it's because he knows what a unifying image Abraham Lincoln is. So and of course, Abraham Lincoln being the first Republican president. Here's the other thing, too. And by the way, he. Christopher and I are going to go through this here and give you our top five worst presidents. We're going to invert this. We don't even have to move the list because all of our top five (laughs) are pretty much in the area, in the ballpark of the top uh, presidents of this retarded list. The idea here is always that Lincoln is this unifying, a, you know, I, you know, the first Republican president, he was anti-slavery, sort of. The Republican Party was not a conservative party to begin with. I think all of you fuckers, and especially if you have relatives that are um, Republican, very conservative or whatever, this was a revolutionary party. The party, the conservative party, the party of the status quo were the Democrats. They were the ones who fought change. They were like, no, we don't want any of this. We want to keep our institutions that include slavery and the union. We want to be able to work all of this out. Okay. The Republicans were like, fuck that, burn that shit down, burn it down to the ground. We need a new order established. All this has got to go. Same with the Whigs. Okay. I, I am not a fan of Whig, of Whig history, of Whigism. I don't like any parliamentary trash. I don't like any of it. The Democrats, I've, you know, that, that enough being said, but they're the oldest political party. They were the conservatives. The Republicans were the Revolutionary Party. This man was supposed to be a revolutionary uh, president, and he very much was, because look at how him and his policies changed the country forever. Now, before people say, well, what do you think that slavery should have existed? No, the people that are on this list, the Madisons, the Adams, the Washingtons, the Jeffersons, every single one of these people knew that that institution was fucking evil and they should have done something about it then. And that is on them to hang around their heads for all of eternity. And there, before people go, like, oh, well, the economy of the South, either it's a revolution of principle, neighbor, or it's not a revolution of principle. All men are created equal, endowed by the creator's certain inalienable rights, including blacks and Jews and Catholics. Okay. Or none of us, because this is supposed to be a revolution of principle. They failed. They failed miserably at that. And that's they and they knew it. And they punted the ball along so that we would have to deal with this bullshit again. Okay? Which we did. To the tune of six hundred thousand dead Americans. Okay. And an entire legacy of second class citizenry for people who are black. Okay? You can't deny it. I mean, it, it, let's fucking get real here. The people are like, well, it wasn't. No, it was that bad, neighbor. And like, it it really was bad for a lot of people for a long time. So, remember that the next time you have a conversation with your conservative friends, say, hey, do you know that you're actually part of what was once one of the most revolutionary parties in the history of the country? Destroy the entire status quo and rebuild it. 
Uh, very liberal, very, very, very left leaning. If you think about it that way, hardly conservative at all. But now they both suck balls, so it doesn't matter. Let's go and tackle. Rub my hands together, Christopher. Give me and the audience your top five worst presidents. Uh, I'm gonna say Lincoln, FDR. Uh, Wilson, that would be my top three. And then I'm probably going to go ahead and throw LBJ and Truman in there to fill out four and five. I like this list. Now, I think Wilson, okay, I'm going to go the following. My fifth place, my fifth place is definitely going to be, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to go with Linda Baines Johnson for me. Okay? Fifth place for me. All right? My fourth place, my fourth place, I would definitely have to put, I mean, it. it's, there are so many fuckwits on this list. It's really, man... I was going to say, honestly, like, aside from Lincoln, most of mine were, like, 20th century presidents, but that's because the things that they did had, in my mind, had the ripple effect that that brought us to in this dark timeline that we are today. I'm going to put George W. Bush at fourth for me, because the Patriot Act, uh, the war on terror, um, I feel like the militarization of the police really took off under his watch. So for me, fourth place is going to be W. Bush. All right. Third place, I'm going to give to Mr. Abraham Lincoln. Okay. Um, again, for the reasons that I just brought up not too long ago, not the best guy, uh, not the best guy, not the best guy when it came to principles, because if he believed in abolishing slavery, remember the war kicked off in 1861. The Emancipation Proclamation did not get issued until 1863. And that's not even like a liberating, hey, we are all free and equal. That was, I mean, it was, trust me, it was to win support for African uh, enslaved Africans in the South. Okay. Um, if he believed, if they believed that he's pretty, he they did, did not, uh, he didn't take office and slavery was magically abolished. It's not what happened. That was not his priority. His priority was holding the puzzle pieces together on the board. Okay. Number two, number two, I'm going to say Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Number one, FDR knew of the imminent attack of the Japanese empire. Okay, that has been that was a conspiracy theory in the 90s when I was a kid and I did a report on it in my social studies class in 1992. There was a book that came out that FDR did have advanced knowledge that the Japanese were coming. They knew the fleet was in route and that Hawaii was going to be the target. It just so happens that the entire aircraft fleet moved out of Pearl Harbor before the attack, because let's face it, by that point in time, all the military strategists knew you need aircraft carriers to win wars and they got them the fuck out of the way. Um, I've been to Pearl Harbor. Uh, I went to the USS Arizona Memorial and let me tell you something. It's quite a somber place because you have a lot of American sailors that are still entombed aboard that ship. Um, it's a very somber place, but FDR knew. 
FDR also confiscated or allowed the confiscation of property of American citizens of Japanese descent without due process and their internment in camps. This one is overshadowed by the fact he did the same thing to Italian Americans and German Americans. Okay. We also have seen evidence come out that they knew about the death camps in the East. They knew George W. Bush let it slip out. He said, we should have bombed this place. Okay. What are you talking about, George? He's talking about Auschwitz. Okay. They knew what the fuck was going on. The idea that the war was a white righteous war to save the Jews is bullshit. It wasn't about that. And furthermore, the good guys versus the bad guys. When you ally yourself to a country that had that time killed probably a conservative estimate of 20 million human beings before the war started, because the enemy of my enemy is my friend, well, then it's really not about principle now, is it? Okay? It's really not about principle. FDR, not a good guy. Definitely second place. And number one for me, Woodrow Wilson. Woodrow Wilson. Um, I've talked about it before on this show, and uh, I'll take it to the grave or the incinerator or the wood chipper, whatever they're going to throw me in when I'm dead. Um, Woodrow Wilson ran on a lie. He kept us out of the war. He barely won re-election. Okay? He broke his promise to the American people, not, not to mention the fucking Federal Reserve Act. Okay? That's a side. All right? <clears throat> World War One. I, I know the Jays talk about World War One again and how, because you motherfuckers don't get it yet, man. That is the origin of storms. It all goes back to that. And if he would have kept American boys out of that conflict, the British and the French knew they were fucked. They knew they were fucked because the Germans, we have the books. The Germans were holding. They were holding. And it would have gone on. No matter, people like, well, well, here's the thing. The Germans are responsible for the Soviet Union because they took Lenin and his wife and his stupid fucking mistress out of Switzerland, put them in a sealed car. And this is after the czar was overthrown. Kerensky's interim government came in. They put they put this commie fuck on a sealed train, ran him all the way out to Finland, which was still part of Russia, by the way, called the Duchy of Finland. Then he goes to St. Petersburg. And they're like, he's going to knock, the, knock the, uh, the Russians out of the war. They overthrew. If we're going to play the game of democratically elected government, I'm coming back to Wilson. Don't worry. If we're going to play the game of democratically elected government, Kerensky's government was democratically elected. He was committed to continuing the war on Russia's behalf to honor the Entente Alliance. Okay. Here comes this faggot Lenin and his bad ideas. Gets the Russia, gets Bol- the Bolsheviks overthrow the government. He doesn't even get the support of the people. He had 25% of the support, but they didn't vote. He overthrows the government. He negotiates at the time, even Vladimir Putin, uh, Putin said that this was the worst negotiation in history because when he negotiated with the Germans, they were in a position of weakness. They gave up so much territory to the Germans, including Ukraine. Okay. Um, so the Germans were able to sh- do what? move all of those divisions from the east to the west if the united states does not get involved the logical conclusion is there's going to be some sort of armistice negotiated between these two parties okay at some point in time or the germans win one of those two 
probably more of an armistice, but to be a ceding of territory, the Germans would have kept the industrial areas that they had captured already. Belgium wouldn't exist anymore. This, that, and the other thing. Okay. Woodrow Wilson prevented that from these European powers actually fighting it out to the conclusion by involving us in a war he said he was going to keep us out of. And because of the tipping of the scales there, guess what happens? The Entente wins and imposes the most draconian peace treaty on the Germans, which thus creates a little Austrian faggot painter who got booted out of the Vienna School of Art because he wasn't that great at it. And he ends up joining an obscure German workers' party, which he eventually takes over and calls the National Socialist German Workers' Party. People think that Wilson jumped over there for democracy, which is a bullshit story. He didn't care about democracy. It was about money. Why? I want you to take a look at when, it, how long it took the French and the British to pay back their World War I fucking debt. I believe the British paid back the U.S. in 2014. This was about money. This was about get because if they collapse... There ain't no check getting cut. We think the Germans are going to be like, all right, yeah, yeah, they, they loaned your money. We're going to let them cut the check. Neighbor, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. You're not going to get paid. Okay? Woodrow Wilson is the devil. Woodrow Wilson is one of the worst people that have ever existed. And every time I go out to fucking New Jersey to visit relatives, I have to, like, keep the vomit from coming out of my mouth because they name a lot of shit after him because he was the, uh, the president of Princeton. Okay? which should tell you everything you need to know about these uh, higher education institutions, right? So there's that. So there we go. We got Wilson. We got FDR, George W. Bush, okay? And then LBJ, which needs no further introduction for the reasons Christopher elucidated, um, the the extending of the Vietnam War, but also being um, complicit in the murder of President Kennedy. Um, who we definitely had a role in that. So with Alan Dulles in the Central Intelligence Agency. Uh, but no, that's a conspiracy theory. Sure, whatever you say, honey. Yeah. But that's our list. That's our list. That, that's a review of the Presidential Index. Um, you guys have any ideas? Let us know. I'm always happy to hear what people have to say regarding um, this list. Now, let's get into some fun stuff here. Let's get into some fun stuff. So we know that California is a shithole. All right, we know this. Uh, those of you that listen from California, we are sorry. You should probably move. Um, but this is great here. Radioactive waste historically dumped off L.A. coast. <laughs> For decades, a graveyard of corroding barrels has littered the seafloor just off the coast of Los Angeles, which now explains a lot. Out of sight, out of mind, and not so secret secret that haunted the marine environment until a team of researchers came across them with advanced underwater camera. Speculation abounded as to what these mysterious barrels might contain. Startling amounts of DDT near the barrels pointed to a little known history of toxic pollution from what was once the largest DDT manufacturer in the nation. The federal regulators recently determined that the manufacturer had not bothered with the barrels. Now, as part of an unprecedented reckoning with the legacy of ocean dumping in Southern California, scientists have concluded the barrels may actually contain low-level radioactive waste. Records show that from the 1940s through the 1960s, it was not uncommon for local hospitals, labs, and other industrial operations to dispose barrels of tritium, carbon-14, and other similar waste at the sea. Aggressive and impactful reporting on climate change 
this classic situation of bad versus worse. It's bad we have potential low-level radioactive waste just sitting there on the seafloor. It's worse that we have DDT compounds spread across a wide area of the seafloor at concerning concentrations to David Valentin, whose research at UC Santa Barbara had first discovered the barrels and sparked concerns could be inside. The question we grapple with now is how bad and how much worse. The latest revelation from Valentine's team was published Wednesday in Environmental Science and Technology as part of a broader, highly anticipated study that lays the groundwork for understanding just how much DDT is spread across the seafloor and how the contamination might still be moving 3,000 feet underwater. Public concerns have intensified since the Times reported in 2020 um, that chlorothene whatever is that the ddt yeah banned in 1972 following rachel carson's silent spring is still haunting the marine environment in insidious ways scientists continue to trace significant amounts of what this decades old forever chemical all the way up the marine food chain so all you fuckers getting sushi in la you get what you fucking deserve and a recent study linked the presence of this once popular pesticide to an aggressive cancer in california sea lions who are at now fault? They shouldn't be having to put up with this shit. Dozens of, of echo toxicologists and marine scientists are now trying to fill key data gaps. The findings so far have been one plot twist after another. A research team led by UC San Diego's Scripps Institute for Oceanography just recently set sail to help map and identify as many barrels as possible on the seafloor, only to discover a multitude of discarded military explosives from World War II. And in the process of digging up old records, the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency discovered that from the 1930s to early 1970s, 13 other areas of Southern California coast had also been approved for dumping of military explosives, radioactive waste, and various refinery byproducts, including 3 million metric tons of petroleum waste. In the study published this week, Valentin fought, found high concentrations of DDT spread across a wide swath of seafloor, larger than the city of San Francisco. His team has been collecting hundreds of sediment samples as part of methodical, large-scale effort to map the footprint of the dumping and analyze how the chemicals might be moving through the water and whether it has broken down. After many trips out to sea, they still have yet to find the boundary of the dump site, but concluded that much of the DDT in the deep ocean remains in its most potent form. Further analysis using carbon dating methods determined that the DDT dumping peaked in the 1950s when Montrose Chemical Corp of California was still operating near Torrance during the pesticides post-war heyday and prior to the onset of formal ocean dumping regulations. Clues pointing to the radioactive waste emerged in the process of sorting through DDT history. Jacob Schmidt, leading author of the study and PhD candidate in Valentin's lab, combed through hundreds of pages of old records to track down seven lines of evidence indicating that California Salvage, the same company tasked with pouring the DDT waste off the coast of Los Angeles, had also dumped low-level radioactive waste while out at sea. So they're kind of like on the boat. They're like, hey, did you get all that DDT off of there? Uh, yeah, boss, but, uh, you know, we got this other stuff here, this radioactive shit. Yeah, that guy's got to go, too. Just go ahead, just do it all at the same time. It's all right. It's, <laughs> we don't live here. We don't care. Uh, the company, now defunct, had received a permit in 1959 to dump containerized radioactive waste about 150 miles offshore, according to the U.S. Federal Register. It's okay if you get a permit. 
Although archive notes by the U.S. Atomic Energy Commission say the permit was never activated, sure. Other records show California Salvage advertised its radioactive waste disposal services received a received waste in the 1960s from a radio from a radiotope facility in Burbank, as well as the barrels of of tritium and carbon 14 from Regional Veterans Administration Hospital Facilita. Given the recent uh, revelations that the people in charge of getting rid of the DDT waste sometimes took shortcuts, no, stop it. I just dumped it closer to the port. How many miles do we have to go out, Frank? Uh, 150. Man, what time is it? It's 9 o'clock in the morning. But the fucking taco stand is going to be closed by the time we get back. I know. Tell you what. How about I slow down and say we got the 150, dump it here, and then we go back and have tacos. You know, Frank, you're promoted. How do you, how does vice president of operations sound? Sounds really fucking good. Plop right into the water. There's quite a bit of paper trail. Valentine said, "It's all circumstantial, but circumstances seem to point towards this company that would take whatever waste people gave them and barge it offshore with other liquid waste that we know they that we know they were dumping at the time." Ken Busler. A marine radiochemist who was not affiliated with the study said that, uh, generally speaking, some of the more abundant radioactive isotopes that were dumped in the ocean at the time, such as tritium, would have largely decayed in the past 80 years. But many questions remain on what other potentially more hazardous isotopes could have been dumped. The sobering reality noted that it wasn't until the 1970s that people started to take radioactive waste to landfills rather than dump it in the ocean. Pulled out an old map published by the International Atomic Energy Agency that noted from 46 to 70, that's 19, more than 56,000 barrels of radioactive waste had been dumped into the Pacific Ocean on the U.S. side. And across the world, even today, low-level radioactive waste is still being released into the ocean by nuclear power plants and decommissioned plants such as the one in Fukushima in Japan. The problem with the oceans as a dumping solution is once it's there, you can't go back and get it. These 56,000 barrels, for example, we're never going to get them back. So where's Gavin Newsom in all of this? Hmm? Where the, where, where is he at? Okay. Where are all the environmentalists? This should be, this is off the coast of one of the largest cities in North America one of the largest cities in the United States of America, and what's being done about it? What's being done about it? Real environmentalists are out there trying to do the work, okay? There isn't an alarm bell being raised, okay? People are, are jumping into the water off. I, the fucking beaches are full, right? That's Ventura Beach and all that shit, Long Beach. There, how many people... Have gotten sick over all of the almost a hundred years of dumping radioactive material into the. Where are they at on this? Hmm. Where are the where are the fucking where are the environmentalists? Where's Greta Thunberg? Is she done ditching school? Can we get her out there? Go for a swim and check things out. <laughs> the fuck is happening here? What the fuck is going on? Because I don't consider myself an environmentalist. Environmental stewardship is a big deal to me, though. This is our fucking ocean. This is our water. Okay? Right, right, right. Like, you don't have to be a, a, a an environmental activist lunatic, but, like, 
there's no way you would want to advocate for dumping DDT and radioactive waste uh, 150 miles offshore as if like, oh, you know, out of sight, out of mind. We'll never suffer any negative repercussions from this. No, never, never. I am absolutely blown away, blown away. The size of San Francisco. And the guy said they haven't found the yet. They haven't found the boundary yet. Okay. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I um, as soon as I saw this, I'm like, we got to talk about this. First of all, we can't hold anybody accountable because all these people are dead. All right. This is the 1970s when they shut that shit down. Um, is DDT the same thing as uh, what they used for Agent Orange? Is that the same thing? Agent Orange uh, is different. Uh-oh. I'm gonna look that up because I have a, I, I have a friend of mine named Pete. Call him Pistol Pete. He's a Vietnam veteran. He's got diabetes. He's got cancer. The cancer comes from um, Agent Orange in Vietnam. Uh, he was a soldier. He was a U.S. Army guy um, that uh, fought in Vietnam, and he's all fucked up because of Agent Orange. And I, every time I talk to him, he's such a sweet guy, such a sweet older gentleman. Um, I love I love Pete. Pistol Pete's a good guy, and um, he's sick because of his government. And he tells me, you know, he's he's like, well, they take pretty good care of me at the v, at the VA. And all I say to him is, I said they they better because they're the ones who did it to you. And he goes, well, I never really think about it that way. He's just, he's just a nice person. It's a DDT versus Agent Orange. Let's see here. What do we have? Uh, let's see here. Agent Orange. It's wasn't the only deadly chemical used in Vietnam. We know. Dioxin. I think they're both different. I think they're mutually exclusive. Yep. I think they're, um, yep. Yep. They're both different. They're both different. So, okay, good. Well, I mean, that's good that we don't have Asian orange off the coast, but, uh, the Vietnamese people, <laughs> they're still putting up with that shit to this day. Not a good look ever. So yeah, that's, um, that's great. That's wonderful. Uh, we love to have it. So what do you think, Chris, anything going to get done with this fucker? Uh, probably not. Yeah. I mean, Who's going to, like, no one, there isn't a single politician that'll touch this with the 10-mile rod. <laughs> like, no. they won't go anywhere near it. Nope. Because, like, well, like, like, the thing is, is, like, they've created such a problem and kept it hidden for creeping up on close to a century now. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, where do they even begin? Like, who, how, how are they, how are you going to clean it up? And then mm-hmm. when you clean it up, what are you going to do with all the shit that they dumped out there? Like, mm-hmm. how are you going to dispose of it? Put it on a, I, I know, let's put it on a SpaceX rocket and fucking <laughs> send it into the sun. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. It's yeah. just like, I, I, I just, they created a problem, not thinking anyone was ever going to discover it. And now that it's discovered, you know, the, the public consciousness just isn't there. Like, yeah, there's articles about it, but it's not being blasted on mainstream media. And like I said, where do you begin with the cleanup? Like, how do you do it? You don't. I I mean, I know it sounds like it's a stupid fucking question, but excuse me. But like, for real, like, like, where would you even begin? Like the amount of work that it would take 
to just get down there and then mm-hmm. and then what kind of equip like you know what are you going to use to clean it up with and then what are we going to do with it how are we going to dispose of it you know where where are we going to send it to i i, I it's <laughs> the only time i agree with people who hate nuclear energy is because they talk about the proper disposal it's unfortunately a genie we can't put back on the bottle once that fuel is used there's you have to properly dispose of it but there's no way to get it away from us so to speak right now they have special i think they have specific areas for storage of nuclear waste um radioactive waste that you have to build very specific landfills with reinforced concrete um to seal it up and make sure that it doesn't get out is it a hundred percent foolproof no nothing is but the idea and like and it says in the article to your point there is no getting you can't go down there and dig this shit up and get rid of it it's there so the the idea is what do you do about it currently and the problem is is the marine life again i know a lot of people most uh, there's only a few friends of mine that are huge seafood fans right the people that like to eat from the sea however you have to realize that a large majority of the planet a lot of their food comes from the ocean okay especially island nations people uh, nations with a lot of people living on the coast california being one of these places oregon and the state of washington once like remember when we talked about this is shit, what three years ago i have to look at the notebook christopher do you remember we talked about the great pacific garbage patch ages ago it's this island of garbage the size of Texas in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. The concern is that they're finding fish and uh, marine life like birds with the plastics from the garbage in them, which means that things like especially with the fish, there are other fish that are predating upon the smaller fish with the microplastics in them. And then they're ingesting that and that fish could potentially end up on your plate with this garbage same thing that's going on right now if you're fishing off the coast of california you have no idea what's going to be in your food supply i mean it's truly this stuff is terrifying and that's why when they cleaned up lake erie and they cleaned up the cuyahoga river the cuyahoga river here in the great state of Iowa caught on fire seven times seven times Uh, it's an embarrassment it was a big joke but the thing is it's not fucking funny because the the water was so polluted from the steel factories and all the industry that cleveland had and of course along the lake all that water's got to go someplace right neighbor well it's going into lake erie they have finally started that like the lake has been cleaned up especially in, in where we live okay people are able to eat walleye and lake erie yellow perch finally without we being worried that their food was being contaminated your freshwater drinking supply and the life that lives in it, I can't, like, that's one reason why I won't fucking leave the area, man. That's why the Great Lakes has got, we got the largest supply of fresh water on the planet. The rest of you motherfuckers, I can't say so much, right? Um, this is a huge deal. This is a very huge deal, and I don't think you need to be a shit lib to care about taking care of the, of the fucking ocean, okay? I, I don't think that those two, we can cross paths at some point in time but the problem is reason why shit libs are our least favorite people is because they may pay lip service to this sort of thing but the problem is is nobody's doing anything about it gavin newsom hasn't have anybody heard him mention one fucking word about it's his state instead he wants to debate ron DeSantis. 
I don't give a shit about you debating Ron DeSantis, neighbor. Could you clean up the garbage that's in your state before people start eating this shit and getting sick? Aggressive forms of cancer? I mean, you must be out of your fucking mind here. You must be out of your mind. That I, Chris, I'm completely beside myself that this is not a larger issue at hand for people. I mean, this is something you run on. This is something, you know? Like like I said, it's it would be a hard thing for a politician to run on just because the solution is so complex. And we live in a day and age where nobody wants complex solutions. Everybody wants the fast solution. It's the, you know, the immediate gratification, the instant gratification, you know, the dopamine hits, the clips, the memes. Uh, people don't people don't give a fuck about real problems. <laughs> they, they, they just don't. Uh, I, I hate to say it. It's one of those things that just makes me have like no hope for humanity. Um, people don't care about real complex problems. And, and, you know, we'll all suffer for it. So, you know, welcome to the dark timeline we live in. <laughs> <laughs> well said. I We had other shit to talk about, but I think... Um... I think we're going to, you know what? No, let's, I want to give you something. I want to give you a little more of the same before we get out of here. You're really going to like this one. This is from the 17th of February. Woman who cut her own hand off with a saw for insurance payout is sent to prison. (laughs) Julia Adzlik from Slovenia, Aldzik from Slovenia, planned with her boyfriend to have her left hand severed above the wrist at their home in 2019. She used a circular saw to chop off her left hand, leaving the severed body part behind as she rushed to the hospital. This was all part of a calculated plan by the Slovenian woman as she ruled out any attempt by surgeons to reattach it when she was being seen by a medical professional. Police and local officials raced to the scene of the, quote, accident, at the time and were able to recover the missing hand the apparent terrible ordeal was not an accident after the courts decided that she had cut off her own hand in the hope of getting a 1.1 million dollar insurance payout let me tell you something i'm always hard up for cash i have never considered severing a limb in my entire life not something i'm ever going to be one i'd rather be dirt poor and be able to jerk off with two hands as opposed to just one the court heard that she stood to collect a massive payout, half of which was to be paid immediately after signing the insurance deals. Uh, get it? Signing the insurance deals? Oh, she's got to use the other hand with five different providers the year before. She had been in debt and was going through personal bankruptcy proceedings at the time she committed the fraud. Days before the incident, her partner, Sebastian Abramov, had looked into how artificial hands worked on the internet. <laughs> Prosecutors said it was further proof that it was a deliberate one. During the trial, she maintained her innocence, saying she would never cut off her hand deliberately. No one wants to be crippled. My youth has been destroyed. I lost my hand at the age of 20. Only I know how it happened. Oof, not good. But she, alongside Abramov and his parents, entered guilty pleas as part of a deal with Slovenian prosecutors. She was sentenced to two years and five months in prison. She was initially sentenced to three years behind bars. The judge said at the time, we believe the sentences are fair and appropriate, will serve their purpose. However, the sentence was halved in the second hearing. She was freed from prison after serving 19 months. Uh, The Slovenian woman just spent a year behind bars. Uh, Couldn't she just resort to, like, 
doing like feet cams on the internet, doing a little bit of that, um, you know, that uh, OnlyFans business with her feet and some cheese instead of chopping her hand off with a fucking circular saw. I mean, and she was in bankruptcy court. They're going to wipe your marker out anyway. At least that's what happens here in this country. I can't speak the Slovenian rules, but um, there it is. More of the same brought to you by us. Um, I, I'll try to find some more weird shit like that because that one always, the insurance money, chop your hand off. Like I said, you want to be able to wipe your ass with both hands, folks, not just one. And, you know, yeah, my, my youth has been ruined. I mean, well, yeah, you could be poor and still have both hands, but now you're poor with one hand and you're a felon. So congratulations. Like, it's not worked out for you. Congratulations, you're fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you played yourself. Um, that's it for this week. I don't have anything else. Christopher, I'm going to turn it over to you if you have anything else before we depart. Just the usual. Check us out on BitChute if you like staring at our beautiful faces. Thank you very much. I second that BitChute. Don't forget to check out the Substack and the Patreon if you're interested in supporting the show. Again, we appreciate it. And we appreciate all our patrons and sponsors. And speaking of sponsors, thank you very much to our sponsors for being with us through the journey. Um, I'd like to thank at this time Fairly Decent Golf, who is the premier sponsor of the Lake Erie Currents podcast. Please check out the work our friend Bobby is doing at Fairly Decent Golf on TikTok and Instagram. He also carries some of our merch on this big cartel store. And if you use the promo code, code currents, you will get a discount. I forget how much it was, um, but um, just type that in. If you decide to buy something, it's $20 or more. You receive a, um, you receive a percentage off your purchase. So that being said, um, once again, thank you to the sponsors, but ladies and gentlemen, the point in the show has arrived. Okay. Valentine's day has come and gone a little while ago. Now spring cleaning. We're getting ready here in the Northern Hemisphere to make our transition to the spring, okay? Next big holiday is Easter, okay? Now, with that being in mind, you've been fucking up all year long, okay? You haven't been washing properly. You smell bad. Maybe you got on Tinder or Grinder for those of you that are into that sort of thing. Try to meet with somebody who is brand new, trying to make a good impression, and you can't seem to nail anybody down because they leave you once you go out on a date. And it's because you smell bad, friend. You have a great personality. You have an award-winning smile. But you smell like shit. Nothing we could do about that, folks. But, oh, wait. Yes, you can. Please check out Akron Apothecary Todd's Gay Soap. We've actually farmed out. Um, bless one of my dear friends who is trying to help Todd get his Etsy store working. So for those of you who have left comments, I appreciate them. I'm doing the best that I can. Please check out Akron Apothecary. Hopefully it'll be up and running soon. Check out Todd's Gay Soap, an assortment of gay soap, cold press gay soap from Supple, gay hands to your ass, your fat folds, uh, the dung ditch, the shrinking taint, uh, the ball bag, um, under boob, all that good stuff. Largest organ on your body, soap, A for champion, listen to your soap. Please wash with Todd's Gay Soap. Be ready for the next holiday. Be ready to impress with a lovely smelling ass because Todd's Gay Soap is soap for that ass. And if you got an asshole that's hairy, don't worry, it ain't that scary. Get the soap certified to eradicate those dingleberries. I'm talking about Todd's Gay Soap, baby. <laughs> and thank you very much. 
Have a great week, everybody. <laughs> Talk to you later. <laughs>